The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org.
Sure. Commissioner Poster. Commissioner Hawkins. Chair Damon. Commissioner Solomon, please give me your location. I'm sorry, we're on Zoom, so please give me your location. Hi, yes. Uh, thank you, Denise. Uh, this is Zach Damon, and I'm Zooming from Ann Arbor, Michigan, Washtenaw County. Thank you. Commissioner Solomon. Matthew Solomon, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Washtenaw County, USA. Commissioner Mozak. Uh, yes, hi, Kathleen Mozak, Commissioner from Ann Arbor, Michigan, Washtenaw County. Vice Chair Keeler. Commissioner Keeler, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Thank you. Commissioner Gossage. Council Member Nelson. Um, Elizabeth Nelson, um, calling in from City of Ann Arbor and Washington County. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Button, not here. And Commissioner Christiana Allen Pipkin is absent today. She let us know earlier. We have, let's see. Thank you. I don't think we're quite there yet. Yeah, no quorum yet. I don't no quorum. No. Okay. No problem. Thank you. Um, well, at least the next orders uh, on the agenda. By the way, folks, if any of you did not get an get the agenda, uh, please let Denise or I know uh, at this time and we can either send you the link or send you a copy of the agenda. Uh, but moving forward uh, after the roll call, we have the approval uh, of today's agenda. So if there are any, uh, if there is anyone who uh, would like to move to approve uh, today's agenda. Excuse me, Zach, we can't approve the agenda until we have a quorum. That's correct. Yeah, I forgot. We can't move to approve anything until we no. have a quorum. Yeah. Yes. So I apologize. All right. That's okay. Um, well, then I guess. Uh, Commissioner, or chair. Uh, I was in the middle of, go ahead. I would like to suggest that we, we skip those parts and go straight to the presentations. And if we have a quorum, then we can take care of those two items, the agenda item and the last me, um, meeting minutes. Absolutely, Vice Chairman Keeler, you read my mind. So thank you um, for that suggestion. And that's exactly what we're going to do, folks. Uh, we're going to go ahead and um, skip down to the presentations uh, for today's meeting. Hopefully, Denise, uh, if we do have a quorum, if you could uh, kindly let us know uh, sure. if, when uh, individuals join uh, so that we can uh, continue with our agenda today. But thank you, Vice Chairman. I do appreciate that feedback. Uh, with that, uh, we are going into going to go into our presentations for today, as that does not require uh, any quorum. Uh, so I'm very excited to introduce the Altera Solutions, uh, and they are involved with the assessment for the ADA standards uh, with the Ann Arbor Parks, um, and that's going to be presented by Eileen Dryden and Jesus. And pardon me if I butcher this last name, Lazar Drybell. Uh, me, I'm not Every, sure. Everybody butchers it, and, and the joke in the office is that's why my wife kept her maiden name, so you're not the first one to butcher it. <laughs> well, how do you pronounce it? It's hard that? like that. It's uh, Lardisaval. Oh, okay. There we go. 
Thank you. But thank you, folks, for joining us. And uh, the floor is yours. All right, great. Well, let me uh, share my screen. And can you see the presentation? Not yet. Not yet, Chewy. Okay, so let me try that again. It says host disabled participant screen sharing. Oh, would you like to? Hold on, I will. Um, I couldn't hear you. I will share the screen with you. Thank you, Denise. But we are very excited about this uh, project, so I look forward to the presentation. Thank you. Does anybody so else need to so are we. have the screen shared? Uh, I do not see it yet. Oh, now here we go. I do see it. There we go. Does everyone yeah. else see it, folks? Yes. Yes. So uh, I'd like to do uh, some quick introductions, but first of all, thank you for your time and interest. Um, I know as as commissioners, you're, you're, you play a vital role in the community and um, you know, the, the Altura staff that you have here have participated in, in, uh, in city government and in many different aspects. But um, my name is Jesus Lardizabal. Um, nickname is Chewy, which is a nickname for Jesus. Um, I have an engineering background and I have uh, worked in accessibility for um, over 20 years. And I remember when thinking, oh, I wish one day I'm going to be able to say I've done this for over 20 years. And now that I'm here, it's like, wow, that's, that's a long time and it dates me. But uh, I've acted as ADA program manager for the city of Austin. And in fact, that's where I met Dolores Gonzalez, who is also on the call. And she was the city of Austin's first ADA coordinator. And, and then we served on the mayor's committee for people with disabilities. Uh, and we served for, I believe it was seven years, Dolores. And um, so we bring that experience. And then Eileen Dryden, who is the project manager, she has a landscape architecture background and has served as a parks department employee for a couple municipalities around the Austin area and was also the ADA coordinator for uh, those of you who might be familiar with the Austin area for the city of uh, Pflugerville. So we are very excited about the project that we're doing here and that is to create an ADA transition plan for the city of Ann Arbor's Parks and Recreation Services. And I know I might be preaching to the choir so you'll have to uh, excuse me as I go through some of the ADA requirements. Um, a little bit of background about us as a firm, we, we have over 15 years of experience, but getting to a transition plan, and again, I apologize if I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, but an ADA transition plan is part of the Americans with Disabilities Act Title II requirement, which is basically provides an outline for how a government entity is gonna achieve ADA compliance. And who needs a transition plan? The short answer is any government agency with 50 or more employees uh, needs to have an ADA transition plan. Uh, and City of Ann Arbor Parks Department off, um, obviously falls within uh, that requirement. So what a transition plan requires is any government agency uh, 
that they conduct a self-evaluation of facilities, so the built environment, as well as programs and services that this government agency provides. And that includes everything from rental of a gazebo at a park to the website to anything that, that the city might provide. Also, there's a requirement to gather public input provide an outline as to how these barriers that we identify will be removed, both physical and programmatic, and then help the city develop a schedule for um, basically taking steps to remove those barriers, and then finally designate a person who will be responsible for implementing the recommendations of the transition plan. Sort of a single point of contact so that everybody knows who to go to to ask questions or get updates. So our scope of work, and again, our scope of work is limited to for the parks department service unit. So we'll be conducting assessments of facilities and parks, program services and activities, as I mentioned before. We are almost done with our departmental interviews. We we like to interview staff to get to know them, what they do, how they do it, so that whatever recommendations we make aren't in a vacuum. We will also provide staff training on ADA requirements, not just the physical, you know, how tall, how deep, but also the programmatic side. We are going to collect public input. We'll get more into that in a bit. And then create an ADA transition plan to achieve program access. So program access in a nutshell is if you look at the city's overall services, are they being done in a manner that is inclusive? It doesn't mean that every single park, every single drinking fountain must be accessible. It's in their entirety is it accessible. For example, if there's something being done at one location and it would be cost prohibitive to make it fully accessible, then you can move that program to an adjacent location that is accessible and you would meet that requirement. And we will also develop uh, uh, budgets associated with these tasks of either uh, remediation or, or moving programs and services. Some project milestones. Uh, we started this process April 7th. That was our kickoff with staff. We are going to do facility evaluations. We've already started, and it'll take us through July. And coming from Texas, we really look forward to not being in 105-degree heat outdoors, so we look forward to that. We have started the program and services evaluation, uh, and Dolores is heading that up for us. We've taken input from city staff and are evaluating those. We are going to have our first open house for public input July 14th, and we'll, we'll cover that more in detail here. Staff training will occur from July through October, and then we will have our second public input open house in September where we will provide a draft of the plan and provide a status update, and then finalize the, the project in November. So the public input piece um, is it's a component of a transition plan and it allows a community to provide input regarding preferences and, and use, how they use the facilities and will assist us and the city to develop prioritization in terms of which parks are, are 
uh, more heavily used, which programs and services are preferred by the community and so forth. Now the ADA does have some guidelines, but we find that the local community has specific needs and we will incorporate those needs into the prioritization process. Um, so how can the community share this input? And, and here's our, uh, our big ask of, of US commissioners is that we need to get the word out. So we'll be having our first public input meeting uh, July 14th, it'll be done virtually. And it'll be a brief presentation similar to what we're doing here. We'll go more into detail as to what we're asking of folks. And then we'll have a Q&A period. Then we'll direct people to an online survey where they can give us input as to what they value. Um, if one type of park is more important than another, if a program, if a particular program is really um, something that they use or even recommend uh, some new um, programs. We will direct people to uh, take the survey, as I mentioned, on the website. And again, our big ask is that uh, you get, help us get the word out and uh, involve as many people in this process as possible. Again, we don't want to make decisions or recommendations in a vacuum. We want to have public input because we do, we strive for support of the, the process, and we think this is critical. So our vision for the project is to have an ADA transition plan that of course meets ADA Title II requirements, but will also enhance existing programs and services, create accessibility and inclusion for, for residents, and it also complements the city's uh, PROS plan that uh, will be discussed here in a minute. But ultimately, we want this to benefit the community. And that, that is definitely the ultimate goal from our perspective in terms of the transition plan. Now, this, what we're doing you know, runs parallel with what the city is doing in terms of the Parks and Recreation op Open Space Plan. And I'll turn it over to city staff and they'll speak a little bit more about uh, the PROS plan. Thanks, Chewy. Um, yeah, so as Chewy was saying, we're running this transition plan kind of parallel with our park and recreation open space plan. Um, and what that is, just as an overview, it's kind of our five-year plan of where we see the parks going. Um, it gives an opportunity for us to hear from the public um, and kind of help guide us on our future projects where we should be spending our time and resources. Um, it outlines the needs and desires for our facilities, like um, our existing ones, our parks, our arenas, um, and future things that might, we might wanna see happen in the parks or what the community wants. It identifies trends. Um, I think it, it's kind of interesting looking, I, I know one amenity in general was like pickleball and last plan it was mentioned a little bit but like we've seen a big trend in that so that's like an amenity that people want to see so this gives the us that idea of what the public wants and it also helps us gauge how we've done over those last five years how the public thinks we've done um the satisfaction levels of our parks um do you want to go to the next slide and so 
why does this need to be updated? So it's actually mandated by the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. Um, when we go for grants, they require an updated plan every five years. But in addition to that, it just it provides a justification for when we ask for money, for when we go for grants, when there's capital expenditures, why are we spending the money we're doing? Um, and it gives us kind of that background saying this is people want this, people see this is an issue, this is where we should be spending our resources. Um, like I said, it also helps identify needs and it reflects the current trends and when we talk about the grants for a minute real quick, I think one important thing to highlight is the universal access playground at Gallup. A big reason why that was um, able to proceed as it did is because we were able to receive grant funding because it was identified as a need from the program is really important. You can go to the next slide. Um, so why is this um, important and like, how can we get your input? Because this plan is really a reflection of the community. It's not my wants and desires. It's not the parks departments. It's, it's your guys' park system. So we're trying to do what the public wants. Um, we just ended a online survey that was up for about six weeks and we had 2000 responses. Um, we tried to reach communities that we might not have in the past. I think the average over the last few was under a thousand. So we really hit a goal of hitting a lot more people to hear from. Um, and if you didn't have a chance to comment on the survey, we do have a virtual public meeting scheduled for um, Wednesday, June 29th. Uh, it will be virtual. We're going to do it over the lunch hour. And then we also want to plan a couple additional meetings for in the evenings. Um, and that'll probably be in July. And our social media will be putting the word out and also we'll be um, on our park planning webpage. Um, we'll be sending out in our newsletters, things like that. But the more engagement we can have in here, the more successful this plan goes, just like the transition plan. I mean, both of these plans rely heavily on community feedback. Um, so that's kind of my spiel for the pros plan. Um, if there's any questions about either the transition plan or the pros plan, um, we'd be happy to answer them. Yes, and, and I think something that's exciting is, I'm sorry, I, I know I saw some raised hands, but I think something that's exciting for us is that they're running in parallel. Yeah. As you can see, there's many similarities, there's many opportunities to tie in. And uh, what we see across the country sometimes is that the accessibility component is left out of major master plans. So this is perfect timing to make sure that, that we interweave both requirements and that accessibility is not a forgotten component of it. So um, with that, I'll open it up to questions. Uh, and really quick, thank you, Chewy, and thank you to all of your staff uh, for the presentation today. Um, very informative and we do appreciate the efforts and uh, foresight into this. Um, just so you guys know, for the interest of time, I wanna be able to limit it right now uh, to three or four questions. But hopefully, uh, Chewy and your staff, if there are additional questions that we have, uh, hopefully we can uh, relay those to, to all of you. Yes, definitely. All right. So with that, uh, we'll go to Kathleen and then uh, Denise, if you see any other hands raised um, within that four question limit, if you could please call on them. Thank you. So sure. I, have two, I have two questions and they're very similar. They're regarding the meetings that are coming up. So um, the meeting on the 29th uh, for the city of Ann Arbor uh, engagement and the meeting on the 
uh, in July on the 14th. Can we be sent Zoom links or uh, information on how to uh, attend those meetings? Yes, so we, we will be sending them out through um, our project managers for the city and we will uh, then they will distribute and we're going to go through the city's public engagement process. So uh, we'll follow all those protocols and we'll be sending out uh, links to to that meeting as well as links to the website where you can take the survey. Yes. So and Denise, will I'm you sorry. be coordinating that information to us then, Denise? Since it probably won't. I don't know. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, I, I just said we don't have the links yet to share. Um, but as soon as we do have those, yes, we can send them to Denise and hopefully get them out to your community. Um, like I said, we want to get this word out as much as we can. Um, both are very important to have. So we'll share that with Denise. Yeah, thank you. Denise is just our HR liaison. So she makes sure that a lot of the communications uh, between the city entities and our commission uh, go through. So that would be very beneficial. Thank you. Okay. Um, Councilwoman Nelson, do you have a question? Just quickly, I want to piggyback on what Kathleen's comment was. Um, I, I encourage um, the city staff who are here to try to figure out how to leverage an existing mailing list when you alert people to these meetings. Because I've noticed that uh, what happens sometimes is you create like a sort of a new project that has a new mailing list. And then all of a sudden, residents who have like tried to sign up for every mailing list they're not on it because you've created something new. I, that's just a quick suggestion, not a question. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Any additional questions uh, for Parks and Rec at this time? All right. Well, with that, um, I'd like to thank again uh, all of you uh, at the firm and also with Parks and Rec uh, for your time and dedication. Uh, to this project. Uh, it is paramount, so uh, definitely please keep us in the loop. Uh, we are grateful for the efforts that you're putting forth, and uh, I myself look forward to attending that uh, July 14th uh, open house for all of you, and hopefully uh, other commissioners can join that as well. So thank you all, and keep up the good work. Thank, thank you, you all. so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Next. Um, let's see. Do we Excuse have, me, go ahead. We have Commissioner Hawkins with us now. Okay, great. Uh, so yeah, I'll go ahead and, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate where, that. Um, where, I'm go sorry, ahead. Excuse me. where are you? Um, I was going to ask if was, <laughs> was on Denise. Did she join yet? I can't, you broke up. Say that again. Uh, I was going to ask if Katie was, uh, on the meeting, has she joined yet? Yes, she has. I'm okay, here, great. Uh, so I'd like to introduce the presentation for the Washtenaw Library for the Blind and Physically Disabled. Uh, welcoming in, uh, Ms. Katie Monkevich. Katie, good afternoon. Hi, everybody. Um, first of all, I wanna say thank you to uh, those of you on the commission who had a vendor table at Visions 2022, you helped to make it a very successful event for us at AADL. We had a good turnout, a wonderful time, and it was so great to be able to see a lot of you in person. So we just really appreciated that. Um, Want to let you know some very exciting news that the Ann Arbor District Library Summer Game 2022 has begun. 
There are tons of ways to participate all summer long, including reading cards, badges, home codes, Pointsmatic, and more surprises than ever before. Uh, check out our website at play.aadl.org for more information and related events. Um, we have a ton of events coming up this summer, more than I've seen in a really long time. So here's a couple that are coming up this next coming week, but just keep your eye on our website as we go through summer because there's going to be a lot of really fun things happening. So coming up soon, we have um, the Festival Music of Japan on Friday, June 17th from 7 to 7.30. That's going to be in the lobby of the downtown library. We'll have you join us for a Japanese festival with Sakura Japanese Instrumental Group. The performing artists hailing from hometowns in both Japan and the Midwest USA come together to share the soundscapes of traditional music as expressed through the compositions of their mutual mentor, Yamada Mizu from Kanazawa, Japan, as well as traditional folk music pieces. We will begin our journey with an explosion of sound on the Japanese drums known as taiko, then enjoy the melodies of other festival music and their dancing lion as we celebrate the art of traditional Japanese music together. We also have a ukulele party coming up on Tuesday, June 21st from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. That'll be at our Westgate branch. And that is for ages three to adults. So it's for the whole family. Uh, we'll be joined by Betsy Beckerman and the ukulele party for fun, danceable family songs, along with stories told by library storytellers Lucy and Elizabeth. And we are restarting our sewing lab um, on Wednesday, June 22nd from 6 to 7.30 p.m. And at the Downtown Library in the Secret Lab, sewing, sewing instructor Ray Hoekstra of Made by Ray will be demonstrating zigzag stitch seam finishes. You can join us for to see that, but also just for an evening of sewing, we'll have our lab's machines set up and staff will be on hand to show you the basics. You can bring a project you've been working on or just stop by to practice your stitches. We welcome all skill levels. No prior knowledge is necessary. Okay, a couple of things about materials. As usual, WLBPD patrons can order digital cartridges by calling us at 734-327-4224 or email us at WLBPD at aadl.org. If you haven't already, you should sign up for the Braille and Audio Reading Download Service, BARD. You can download your own books and you can visit nlsbard.loc.gov or call us and we can assist with that application if needed. Here are some recently added books to BARD. We have Ready for Launch, an Astronaut's Lessons for Success on Earth by Scott Kelly. Using 10 life-changing moments from his path to space, retired astronaut Scott Kelly shares his advice for mastering fear and failure and turning our daily struggles into rocket fuel for success. Bittersweet, How Sorrow and Longing Make Us Whole by Susan Cain. The author of Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking explores why we experience sorrow and longing and how embracing the bittersweetness at the heart of life is the true path to creativity, connection, and transcendence. And finally, 
The Book of Delights, Essays by Ross Gay, a collection of short lyric essays intended to remind the reader of the purpose and pleasure of praising, extolling, and celebrating ordinary wonders. In doing so, the author records the small joys that he encountered over the course of a year. And that is all I have for you all today. Does anybody have any questions or comments? Well, if I may, I just wanted to say that I thought Visions to 2022, if it matters of my opinion, um, <laughs> but I just thought uh, that it was a tremendous event. It was so nice to see a great turnout, uh, not only from the great uh, different resources within the community, uh, but also just uh, uh, attendees. And, um, you know, I got the feeling that individuals really, really enjoyed it. And uh, for all of the commissioners that came out and supported and <laughs> ate some of our candy, uh, thank you so much. Um, for for that. And, you know, I just want to say, Katie, uh, I was, again, filled with gratitude that we had the invite and uh, hopefully we'll be able to be there next year. Well, of course it matters. And thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Any questions or comments for Katie? No? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Uh -huh. All right. Well, thank you so much, Katie, and we appreciate all the work that the Ann Arbor Library uh, for the Blind and Physically Disabled does for our community. Thanks a lot. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. All right. Um, Denise, I just wanted to double check. Um, Commissioner Hawkins, thank you so much for joining us, but I wanted to double check. Do we have a quorum? No, we presently don't have a quorum. Okay, of course. Of course. No problem. And we need to also um, look at public comment. I oh, don't have any more presently. Oh, shoot. Yes, I'm so sorry about that. Um, just give a, I would like to back up, folks, if you don't mind. I just want to take a second to address public comment, if that's okay. Uh, and you said, um, Denise, we don't have anyone. Just want to give a second. If there yes. is anyone who is called in or is watching right now uh, who would like to give a public comment, please feel free at this time. But if there is no one, uh, then I think we can move forward. Okay. No. Yep. Thank you, Denise. I appreciate that. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> kind of uh, going out of order here. I do apologize. Um, next, uh, going back to presentations, we have the report for the Ann Arbor Center for Independent Living with Miss Joyce Blair. And good afternoon, Joyce. Good afternoon, commissioners. Um, the Ann Arbor Center for Independent Living is a disability advocacy organization that serves the counties in Southeast Michigan of Livingston, Monroe, and Washtenaw. Uh, the main office is, of course, in Ann Arbor. And all of the events that I am about to mention uh, can be accessed at www.annarborcil.org. The email address is info at aacil.org. And our phone number is 734-971-0277, which will get you to either office in Ann Arbor or Monroe. The first event that I want to announce is a celebration of the Americans with Disabilities Act that will be held on July 21st at Sterling State Park in Monroe County. Um, the address for that park is on our website. It's from 3 to 6 p.m. And um, it is going to be a free event uh, with food and sharing and um, fellowship with, for persons with disabilities. 
The next event that I want to share is um, there's an ice cream social event that takes place in Monroe as well. Uh, ice cream about my future is the title of that event. It's an afternoon of girl power. Um, discussed will be the goals and visions of women, um, trans women, cis women, and feminine aligned people ages 14 to 21 in collaboration with Disability Empower Her Network. That's going to take place on Friday, June 24th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the CIL in Monroe at 15515 South Dixie Highway, Monroe. You can RSVP by calling the center or by contacting Lizzie Bullock at lbullock, B-U-L-L-O-C-K, at aacil.org. The next event is a virtual movie club. Regular participation is Thursdays, 4 to 5 p.m. The week of June 16th, uh, the movie Rescued by Ruby. The week of June 23rd, the movie Marmaduke. And the week of June 30th, The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, you can watch a movie, chat with folks, beat the stay-at-home blues, and uh, just generally chime in. RSVP is to Anna at aacil.org. The CIL has an art program that is now in person and online. Mondays are in person from 1230 to 2 are guided sessions on um, and various artists come as guests. Also Mondays 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. are in-person open studio where people can work on their own projects um, or join others to work on a collaborative effort uh, creating art. Um, and the instructors will be present to assist. Tuesdays, 3 to 4.30 p.m. And this, these, of course, are at the main office at 3941 Research Park Drive. Um, Tuesdays are virtual from 3 to 4.30 p.m. Um, art, they, again, artists... Uh, make presentations and guide people through creating art. Thursdays are online open studio. Uh, again, uh, individual or group collaborations. For more information, email Claire Moore at cmore at aacil.org. Next, we have Trivia Tuesdays. Get silly, get goofy, and most of all, put on your thinking cap. Every Tuesday, we get together to play trivia, whether you like easy questions or the tough ones. Join us for some fun on Tuesday. We also talk about ideas, solutions, and problem solving for whatever disability-related challenges a person has. On Zoom, participate online or by phone. That's Tuesdays, 1.30 to 2.30 p.m. And again, contact Anna for more information. Um, be Active at Home, Spirit Club, Inclusive Fitness. And this is one of my favorites because uh, you can join from whichever venue you choose. Are you looking to stay active at home and connect with others? Our fitness club welcomes all abilities and three different adaptations of exercises all on one screen. Participants are welcome to do the workout as presented or modify it as they are comfortable. That happens Mondays and Wednesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Some examples on um, Monday, June 20th, there's cardio fitness, Wednesday, June 22nd, yoga, 
And Monday, June 27th, Combo Fitness. Wednesday, June 29th, Spirited Jam and Virtual Picnic to end the season. For more information, contact Mark Himes at the center. That's M-H-Y-M-E-S at aacil.org. The Spinal Cord Injury Virtual Meetup Group meets on the second Tuesday of every month. The next meeting is July the 12th. Um, and this is for people that want to connect with others that have spinal cord disorders and would like to uh, join in the social group and, and get tips and make friends. Disability Community Action Lab, uh, I'm sorry, to contact the, the Spinal Cord Injury Group, you contact Tom at aacil.org, T-O-M. The Disability Community Action Lab, D DECAL, um, is an organization and it's a group collaborative that takes action on issues facing people with disabilities and provides support in making a difference. In this program, uh, you will connect with others who care about similar issues and develop plans to make a difference. Um, one of the groups, one of the sub, uh, one of the subgroups that's working is the subminimum wage working group. They have regular meetings on Wednesdays, but the general decal meeting is on the third Wednesday of every month. The next meeting is July 19th at 12 to 1.30 p.m. Uh, for more information, contact uh, Elliot Carter. That's ecarter at aacil.org. And that concludes our events. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Joyce, and of course, all the staff at the Center for Independent Living for uh, the great services you do for our community and the surrounding communities as well. I did, a, I did have a quick question for you, um, like about the decal, uh, mainly uh, those participants that uh, do show up, are they local to Ann Arbor, do you know, or do they come around uh, like from everywhere? Um, they do, we all of Southeastern Michigan, really. Um, we've got people that are here in Ann Arbor and some as far as Traverse City. As far as one that I know of. Yeah, no problem. I just thought maybe uh, as far as um, just getting the word out in terms of uh, recruitment or other commissioners, it might might have been uh, beneficial for the commission to have a presence there and maybe talk about what we do as well. But uh, who knows? I believe so. Um, it's it's a real collaborative effort, and um, Elliot Carter is really good at coordinating those meetings um, and. We do talk to our representatives about issues, disability issues. So. Okay, definitely something to explore. Thank you, Kathleen. So my question is um, with other things opening up, has there been any further discussion on the AAC or AACIL's part with regards to uh, becoming open to the pub, uh, to, to people or our, our are you guys taking a hard line and staying closed for a long time? Um, we are currently, most programs are closed to the public. One-on-one -on -one appointments are open. And, you know, we provide a variety of services, including peer support and employment services, benefits counseling for public benefits. Um, the art program is in person on one day a week. Um, and if people have an individual counselor, they can meet with them one-on-one -on -one by appointment. But for the most part, as long as Washington County remains in the red zone for uh, COVID transmissions will probably remain um, closed. And 
you know, that'll be up to Alex Gossage. So thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you very much, Joyce. Um, you know, I know it's it has to be a challenge, but the fact that you're, you know, doing your best to keep everyone safe is paramount. Uh, any other questions uh, for Joyce in the Center for Independent Living at this time? All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. All right. Next, we have the Partners in Access uh, and Community Engagement Report with Alex and uh, Rachel Hawkins. So let's do uh, Partners in Access first uh, okay. with um, Larry uh, and Alex, and then uh, then we'll go ahead with community engagement. So uh, Larry okay. with PIA. Yep, Alex is not here, right? That's correct. So we did not have a meeting this month because our meeting was going to be scheduled for right after uh, Visions. And some of us had spent a long day down there and we decided not to have a meeting. So we may have them during the summer. If, if, any, if there's any need to have a meeting during the summer, we can do that. But um, otherwise, nope, we, we're, we're pretty good. We just uh, had some participation in vendor fair and, and got ourselves out there. Both Alex and I were in different, uh, uh, we're floating around and that's about it. Okay. Well, thank you both um, for your efforts. And um, yeah, it was definitely a long day for sure. So don't blame you guys for not having a meeting there, but uh, definitely keep up the good work um, for partners and access. Um, next, we have our community engagement committee report uh, with Rachel. Um, main thing for us to report right now is there's a new episode of Ann Arbor Inclusive um, that is going to be this Friday, June 17th at 4.30 p.m. Um, and it's with uh, guests, the Michigan Bureau for Services for Blind Persons. Um, and it will be also available on the YouTube channel on the same day. And that's HTTPS um, colon forward slash forward slash www.youtube.com slash C slash CTN Ann Arbor slash videos. All right, mouthful there, but thank you very Rachel, much. Rachel, excuse me. Uh, go ahead, Larry. Who's representing the Bureau? Who's representing the Bureau? Um, I, I'm sorry, I, Melissa didn't include that in, in the information in terms of who, who they're when is And when is that? Um, it's this Friday, um, June 17th at 4.30 p.m. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And, and do you know, is Ann Arbor Inclusive, are they still doing remote, remote production at this time? Um, I don't have an update on that from them um, in terms of I, they hadn't said that they had switched from remote. So... Um, I'm assuming I'll hear from Melissa and Linda once that happens. All right, no problem. And thank you uh, very much, Rachel, for your work with that and being our liaison for community engagement and Ann Arbor Inclusive. Uh, thank you to CTN, uh, the city of Ann Arbor, and of course, uh, Tom Holtland, the host, and Linda Evans uh, for their work. 
with Ann Arbor inclusive should be informative uh, for that next episode. Uh, next, uh, we have uh, recruiting activity. Mr. Hello, besides vendor fair, I haven't gotten a hold of anybody or done that much, but I plan to work with uh, work a little harder this summer. So we have some uh, other people for September. I do understand that uh, Tim Hall has left us another position. And so hopefully by September, we can fill it. Absolutely. Well, and thank you for your efforts there. Um, you know, I know I know it's tough, but hopefully we can get some other good seats filled um, so that we can um, be able to have a good quorum and uh, and move forward on on things that we're we're passionate about and uh, currently working on. So thank you, Larry, uh, for your efforts with recruiting and um, have no doubt uh, that we'll be able to get some uh, good community members uh, shortly. All right. Um, well, with that, um, I did want to ask, I don't think there is a Transportation Commission update. Larry, I know you were planning on uh, sitting in for that, but I don't think there is a report at this time. I didn't see an update. I looked at the, I looked at the meeting last month, but I had no, um, I, I would have just uh, updated the meeting. I looked at it on TV, but uh, I got the link to it now officially register with them this evening. So right. I should be official with, you know, when we come along and I should have a report. Uh, I should be able to report on the August one in September. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Larry, for, you know, being our pinch hitter for that. Um, I know that there's another commissioner as well who's interested. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, kind of solidify that information, uh, whether they'll be there permanently uh, or whether, uh, you know, you'll continue to be our designated hitter until we get a, a full full one in the batter's box. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, also, let's see, wanted to move on. Next, um, Denise, just want to make sure, no quorum yet? No. Okay, thank you. I anticipate that will be the case uh, for the rest of the day here, but just wanted to make sure, folks. Uh, next, we have the always delightful report for the U of M Council for Disability Concerns uh, meeting update uh, with uh, Commissioner Mozak. Hello, everybody. How are you today? Um, so we met yesterday, and I don't know if you had a chance to check your emails, but the uh, council was right on top of it and our meeting minutes are already out. Um, and so they've been sent to you. It's a three, uh, three page report. Our next meeting is July 12th at noon via Zoom. And so I just wanna highlight that we met with, we had a guest and that was what most of our meeting was focused on. Uh, it was Ashley Albright from the Housing Accommodations. She's the coordinator uh, of House, that Housing Bureau uh, with University of Michigan. We discussed what their office, what her role was in the office, um, how students can request um, accommodations, uh, what to expect from their requests, uh, what are and some of their most common category of requests are mobility related, auditory, visual, and um, environmental allergies, that sort of thing. And they also uh, work with folks to. Um, 
reduce the need for accommodations and they help with paratransit services and the Michigan bus system, things like that. There was a lengthy discussion, lots of Q&A, which you can read in the report um, because it, it really covers some fascinating information, more than I can cover here. And uh, that is everything that I had. We It was a very quick meeting. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, I, I, I didn't know, Kathleen, if you had known this or not. Uh, we had had an inquiry about U of M's um, NAACP celebration event coming up. Did you have know anything about that? Or I, I can just find some more information, but I didn't know if you guys had mentioned that at the meeting or not. That was not discussed at the meeting. They are coordinating the Newbacher Award for this fall and they are gathering up a, uh, a team of uh, people. They'd like six to eight persons to participate. And I do believe that an email went out to the commissioners from uh, the chair, Pam McGinty, saying that anyone is welcome to participate. I unfortunately am slammed this summer with work, and so I will not be able to participate on that committee, but any commissioners that wish to are welcome to uh, respond to that email and join. Well, absolutely, Kathleen. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate you bringing that up. That was actually a point that I was going to bring up uh, in the chair report. No, no, it's okay. Uh, in the chair report, uh, just encouraging commissioners, please, uh, to, to explore that. Uh, um, I'll be sending that information out. Uh, momentarily. And so uh, once that information uh, is sent out to the full commission, please, please, I, I, I urge you, uh, all commissioners sitting on this commission, please just review it, take an opportunity uh, to see if you have time uh, to be on this committee. Uh, it is it is a great award and, um, you know, do, do a lot of great things in the community in terms of the individuals that have received this award in the past. Uh, I am right there with you, Kathleen. Um, you know, a lot on my plate as well. Otherwise, I, I, I would immediately be on the committee. But uh, of course, you know, if I'm able to squeeze something in, I can highly consider that. However, want to encourage some other uh, commissioners to have an opportunity first. Uh, so I encourage uh, all of you other commissioners to review that when that information is sent out momentarily in the next 24 hours. Please review that and uh, and then hopefully we can get a, a commissioner on there as well to represent. Thank you. And if I can add to that, they are looking at submissions, nominations for the new, not just participating on the committee, but they're looking for nominations for the Newbacher Award. And when you get your email, it will list what the criteria are, I believe. And so if you uh, don't want to participate, but you have someone that you feel is worthy and should uh, be in consideration for the award, please send that along as well. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Kathleen. And thank you to the U of M Council for Disability Concerns for all the work that they do uh, as well in the community. Of course, it'd be nice if I wasn't on mute. Go back to the agenda here. <laughs> all right. Uh, next, we have the city personnel report with Denise. Thank you. Good afternoon. Um, welcoming to the city is Mark Crandall, public works technician, James Dow, public works technician, Sean Puffy, firefighter, Amya Gray, housing commission administrative assistant, Julia Isaac, 15th district court clerk, Susan Karim, 
Water Treatment Services Environmental Lab Analysis, William Petula, Firefighter, Elijah Waters, 15th District Court Clerk, Anthony Borello, Police Recruit, Christopher Chow, Police Service Specialist Cadet, Allison Chayan, Police Officer, Christopher Harmon, Police Officer, Stephen Kokosi, Fleet Services Facility Maintenance Technician, Mia Long, Police Service Specialist Cadet, Cameron Schmidt, Police Recruit, Eric Shorts, Police Services Specialist Cadet, and Evan Springle, yes, Sparkle, Police Officer. Oh my goodness, a lot of good hires uh, in the city. So uh, welcome to all the new firemen, law enforcement, and all other administrative assistants uh, to the city. Good news. Thank you, Denise. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Next, uh, we have the chair report. So uh, that was one of the big uh, things that I was going to discuss with all of you <laughs> was uh, what we discussed a little bit back at the U of M Council for Disability Concerns uh, meeting minutes report, uh, just that we did uh, get a great uh, email and invitation recently uh, for members of our commission to join the James D. Neubacher uh, Award Committee. I consider that to be a huge uh, invitation and a great honor for us. So again, that information will go out very soon. Please be on the lookout for that. And I encourage all of us on the commission, if you do have some room in your hard drives, in your bandwidth, uh, and in your schedules, please uh, uh, look into joining that. That is a great committee. They're doing a lot of great things. And of course, uh, as uh, Commissioner Mozak pointed out, if there are others that we would like to nominate, I'll also uh, reply uh, with that as well. Uh, next, uh, I want to encourage everyone uh, to attend the Ann Arbor Center for Independent Living's uh, ADA celebration. Uh, it's the 32nd celebration. I want to encourage all of us and all of us in the community to attend this event. That's going to be Thursday, July 21st. So we got some time, but I want to make sure that I announced it. And of course, I will announce it uh, through email as well to all of you. Uh, but please, I hope we can attend Thursday, July 21st, 2022, from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. That's going to be at the Huron Pavilion at the Sterling State Park. Uh, so please attend uh, the ADA celebration for the Americans with Disabilities Act, the 32nd anniversary uh, with the Ann Arbor Center for Independent Living. They're going to have uh, just a lot of wonderful things. Um, and, you know, it's just something I think that is, you know, very important. Uh, you know, I tend to believe that disability rights are not just, you know, civil rights, but human rights. And, you know, it's definitely a, a wonderful piece of legislation and should be celebrated. So thank you all for that. Uh, let's see, I think, let me double check what else I've got in the chair report for you guys. Um, I think that's all I've got for right now are those two points of information, but if there's anything else, um, I will definitely let you know. Uh, just as one final announcement, I wanted to let you know too. First of all, I know that I had sent out that information about the Universal Access Park uh, celebration. I did know that I sent that out day of last minute, but I wanted to let you know 
that I sent it out as soon as I found out about it externally. So, um, you know, again, I, I did question uh, just kind of what why that was, but I'm hoping with the uh, uh, communication that we had today, folks, with Parks and Rec and different things, that as these access things come up with parks and different facilities in the city, that we can be like included in those emails so that I don't have to do that. And so that uh, all of us can have an opportunity to be there. So uh, luckily uh, I was able to throw on some clothes and get over there and be present for the commission. But uh, you know, it'll be very nice uh, if and when that communication improves so that we can all attend those events. Um, Elizabeth, you have a comment? Yeah, I just have a comment. I, I have I have struggled with this as well, Zach. So I'm really sympathetic to it. Um, one of the re- one of the reasons that I had a comment when we had our presentation um, about the lists is that I I am signed up for every single notification list that exists in the city. And w- what I have observed in the last six months is that the new thing is that they they just keep creating new lists, and so you don't you you don't have access to the information to know where you're supposed to look for the information, which is a huge problem. I I mean I've not been notified about public engagement meetings around um, locations in my ward. Um, I mean, that's, that's separate from this. I mean, anything that's related to disabilities should obviously be looping in this commission, but I mean, that this is, this is sort of a problem that is chronic across the organization and it's almost, it almost feels like it's getting worse. Um, I, I've been trying to raise the alarm about it a little bit internally, but it's, it's a problem. I mean, information is like access to information really, really matters. Well, and thank you for bringing that up because I made a commitment to all of you to, to not have that happen and, and to not do that. And of course, the only way I found out about this particular event uh, was through an external article that I just happened upon. And so, and it was for the universal access park. So I go, oh my goodness, you know, like, <laughs> what? So, um, but again, uh, they, thank you for, for letting me know, Elizabeth, that, that you're aware of that as well. Um, Commissioner Solomon, you have a comment. It's really a question, I think, partly for Councilwoman Nelson. Well, what can we do about this? Because, you know, Mayor Taylor came to my door asking for my vote, and I would have liked to have told him at that time, can you please Mm -hmm. inform your residents what's going on? Because to me, this is scandalous. It makes me think somebody's trying to hide something. It makes me think would an ADA coordinator be that that kind of conduit of information? But it's just, it's unacceptable. And so, you know, my tax dollars are going toward all these things. The least I could ask for is to be informed of these, these uh, items. You've been a long time, you know, city council member, you've seen it from the inside. What can we do? Because this is just chronic. And Again, for years, we on this committee, at least some of us, have felt like an afterthought. So what do you think we could do? Um, I, I have to think on that. I really do. I mean, so I, I am in a I am in a challenging position where I, I theoretically have power, but when the rubber meets the road, I'm wholly dependent on professional staff to address problems and answer questions and share information. And it's it's, it's a tricky thing. I mean, I, I don't think anybody, I mean, what we're talking about is somebody not doing a good enough job. I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about. Um, because part of 
a job around public business and public activities is making sure that it's transparent and people are aware of it. And so, um, yeah, these are just awkward questions to have. I, 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 I'm going to have to have a meeting with the city administrator about it because they're, they're specific to this commission, but they're, they're across the board. Um, and we do need to have better strategies. I, I like I said, it's, this is impacting me as well. Um, and I'm passionate about this. I am, I am doing and When I get information, I am trying to share it as much as I possibly can. And so I am extremely frustrated when I'm cut out of the process. So, um, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I, I want to problem solve. I, I just have to think on this a minute. Well, and I, and I just want to piggyback off that and say that I am committed uh, to doing a better job so that we're all informed. And, you know, I'm frustrated because it makes me, you know, it makes all like when I'm sending you something day off, how does that make all of you feel? Right. So I, I get, I get, I get all of you and I want you to know that, uh, I want this taken care of as well. And I will do, I will do what I can uh, to make sure that, that it gets resolved. So Elizabeth, please keep me in the loop on this. And um, if you need any feedback or anything from me, let me know. Uh, Rachel, you have a question. Yes. Um, I, I just, I, I really appreciated your, your answer, Elizabeth. And I agree that there's been a lot that's been discussed and tried and the fact that even you're out of the loop um, in a lot of ways really shows um, that dysfunction in terms of whatever's going on in the system. And I think my bigger concern is if we on the commission don't know about it, how can we encourage other residents to become involved in these aspects of their community that are important to them, that they just don't know how those decisions are being made. Excellent point. Excellent point. And so <laughs> I just want to put it out there. I'm glad everyone knows that I'm not doing it on purpose. <laughs> but uh, thank you. And um, thank you, Rachel, for your comment. And I wanted to thank Councilwoman Nelson, because it's important to have uh, you know, a liaison with city government. You're here every month. You're committed. So let's work together. Let's see if we can, we, we, we can obviously do better. So let's see what we can do to do better. Thank you for your partnership. All right. Um, on that, that is the only thing that I have um, for the chair report. So uh, we can move um, to old business, um, at this point, um, I think the only like old business that we had was, was that we were still, uh, just trying to get confirmation of who is going to sit in that transportation, uh, commission, uh, fully uh, after commissioner whole is left. Um, I know that we've been in communication, uh, with, um, you know, the, I don't want to put anyone on blast here, but but we've been in communication with the individual who has volunteered uh, on numerous occasions uh, to sit in that seat. Um, we just have yet to get confirmation. So uh, going forward, I either would like that that particular commission say, "Hey, I'm sorry, uh, I just can't do it," uh, or or um, you know, and then Larry, we we at least in you for now. Uh, as that particular seat or, you know, what we do going forward. So I think um, that's the only thing I have for old business is that we were uh, just trying to get confirmation. Um, you know, it's, 
I'm willing to I'm willing to bet that hopefully we can reach out to that commissioner one more time just to be sure. And then from there, if they uh, are you know busy with their other activities, uh, Larry, we can put you in for that report um, at least for the time being until we get uh, you know another commissioner uh, on board that wants to to fill that seat. Uh, Commissioner Solomon, you had your hand up. Yeah, I wanted to um, raise yet again this item of, of old business, which I will continue to raise every single month until it gets addressed, which is the ADA coordinator for the city of Ann Arbor. It's lovely to see this capital investment in outside consultants who presented you know, a very polished presentation. But what we need is an ADA coordinator whose job it is to do this work. And again, I this issue has been raised many times before, definitely falls under old business. But as far as I can tell, there has been absolutely no movement on this for more than a year, uh, probably longer. Yeah. So to me, this is old business that needs to be addressed. I, again, I don't know how to go about that, but um, it's old business. I agree with you, Matthew, and I've, I've done my best, and I know that Councilwoman Nelson has as well, not to speak for you, Councilwoman, but I know that we've talked with other um, city uh, administrators and other positions in the, within the city when we were speaking about what we were doing with snow removal, which that's also <laughs> kind of stalled a little bit. But in, that, in those conversations, we also brought up, well, hey, you're revising the budget for the city, so what's the, what's the budget? Uh, for this position and can this position happen? And I know that the discussion, at least from what I had heard, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that, well, they can they can review that, but then once they report the budget, they would have to make sure that those funds were allocated for that position and, and do that research, essentially. What are we looking for in that particular person? What does that job description look like? Those sort of things. And Matthew, I'm with you though. That position's like, it's there. It's already out there. It's already, other cities already have them. So <laughs> I guess the question is, where do we go to say, this is a position, this is a job description. How do we begin the vetting or hiring process? And how do we say, okay, this can be uh, presented uh, so that it's a part of the budget? To, to hire this person? Uh, those are all good questions. And, I, and I've tried to, to raise that. Um, and they've said that they can, they, you know, they can visit it, but that's sort of as far as we've gotten. So I just wanted to let you know that, that it was brought up and uh, it will get brought up again. So uh, uh, yes, Kathleen and then Councilwoman Nelson. So a couple of months back, I raised the, um, the question of, could we have the ADA coordinator be part of the new DEI initiative? It seemed like a really good marriage and fit. And I'm wondering, number one, Councilwoman Nelson, you had mentioned that you thought that might be a good idea and that you would uh, pass it on to the city administrator. But I'm wondering, should we individually as commissioners reach out either via email or phone call to the city administrator expressing our concerns because I feel like we're spinning our wheels just talking about it here in our own little space um, that maybe we need to become more vocal. And is that, Elizabeth Nelson, the way to do it? 
I, I can answer that. I think you actually should. I think that would be a very good idea. I mean, and, and honestly, this particular meeting is highlighting and underlining for me how we're just sort of spreading everybody thin to, and pretend that and we're pretending that we're sort of coordinating issues, but we aren't really, you know, like Tim Hall is like on the, and on this commission as well as transportation, but there are implications for housing and we're not, it's not, it's not a very good solution to just have a, a commissioner volunteer who's like trying to have their finger in all the pots because we already know that we're not even being informed of everything that's going on. Um, it occurs to me that there are there are a few things going on, like like Kathleen's point about the DEI coordinating coordinator. This was an opportunity. This is an opportunity to raise this issue again, um, as we look ahead to like um, reassessment of our comprehensive land use plan. I think there are a lot of conversations around that when we talk about like walkable cities and accessible cities. Um, there are, there are implications that can be talked about. I, I, I realize we don't have quorum and I, I thought we don't have quorum yet. Do we, we still don't have quorum. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I have conversations all the time with folks who are asking for real specific things like more handicapped parking downtown. And I, I don't know where those conversations land. I don't know if those conversations are supposed to be happening at transportation if tim is supposed to be have been advocating for these kinds of things um i i've reached out to like the merchants associations downtown trying to understand if like if they have like skin in the game and they like wouldn't want that or if they could perhaps advocate for that um i i think that an ada coordinator is somebody who actually could comprehensively like pull all of these issues together and and be overseeing it and so um, yeah, I actually do think commissioners should be reaching out to the city administrator individually. I think that would be a very good thing to do. do okay, so my question to you, Elizabeth, just to be sure, do we reach out to them as residents or as commissioners or both? I think it's both. Yeah, I think it's both. Uh, you know, I mean, the other thing, and we don't, again, we don't have quorum today. And I don't, I can't remember because like Matthew said, like this has been lingering for a very long time. Um, I, I wonder if there would be a value to us like passing a resolution and identifying like all of the issues that we that fall under the umbrella of, I mean, which is basically every issue, right? Um, that has implications for the community of people who have disabilities um, and pull together like, uh, you know, like you were saying, Zach, there's this sort of like inertia of like, well, well, yeah, we we got to get to that. We weren't sure what we're asking for, um, and this is a little bit of a research project. I think maybe um, we could ask. I mean, there's yeah. Who would yeah. you suggest we start with? Because um, by name again, had I okay. you know really had this in focus when Taylor was at my door, you know, I would have mm -hmm. put him on the spot. And frankly, you know, it's a question of who's not going to be returning my emails. And I find it just absolutely egregious when we sit through a presentation from outside consultants who are clearly well compensated. And we as a city can't even handle our business when it comes to a full-time ADA coordinator who's really understands the job and does it in a remotely competent way. Mm -hmm. Well, and I just want to point out for the record, I think if and when this process even begins and say they finally do get a job description and get a job posted, 
I would like the Commission on Disability Issues to be involved with the interview process. I have a suggestion. I, my suggestion, whoever in this meeting is interested, I will see, I could CC you on an email to Milton Dahoney and we can schedule a meeting to just sit down and talk to him or have a Zoom with him. We can do that. Whoever wants to participate, I'll write down your names and I'll CC you on the email and I'll say like, you know, we have this concern, send us like, th send us like three times. Okay, so Rachel and Matthew, Kathleen and Zach. Okay, Larry, are you interested? And me. Interested? Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. And also, also, I'd like to mention that if PIA wants to work on something this summer, we could, we could work and dra uh, draft the resolution and present it to the whole commission in September. Okay. If not All before. Right, let's do that. that. That's a great idea, Larry. I, I agree. I think drafting a resolution for this so that uh, the city can see that look, this is an issue, and we've been pontificating on it for longer than I'd like to admit. And it needs to get addressed uh, as soon as possible. And it's a position that's needed. So, yeah. And the sad part of it is, Zach, is that you took a lot of heat for what was essentially a, a city incompetent timeline. And so, you know, that's unfortunate that you had to be the fall guy on multiple occasions because the city couldn't get their you know what together to put this before the yep. committee in a meaningful way. So it sounds like a resolution that has a vote of this commission might be meaningful to somebody. Uh, so I, I do think that's that's a way to go. Um, again, if you, Councilwoman Nelson, think that that's the way to put this forward. I think it might be the best way. I think if we have a meeting with Milton and then and we move forward with both of those things at the same time, like a meeting with Milton, really catching him up. And um, yeah, I think that would be the right step forward. Okay, I mean, I look forward then uh, to to uh, beginning that process and uh, setting up that meeting uh, with the administrators. So thank you, Councilwoman, for your assistance and help with that. Just for my clarity, is this Howard Lazarus's replacement? It's actually Tom Crawford's replacement. Same position, though. Same position. Hey, Zach, I have a question. Which is the email address that that you actually checked frequently? I know yeah, that you have two. I want to be I want to be right rather than just having to hit both of them. Sure. Uh, the Gmail, please. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Are are we concerned at all about um, the fact that we don't have quorum today? And I, 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 I just was wondering, cause we hadn't really discussed it, but if there, you know, if we wanted to present something, we can't really even vote on it right now. No, we can't. And, and so. thank you for bringing this up, Rachel. Um, I've had, you know, Denise and I have talked during our like free meeting to go over the agenda, kind of how, you know that is concerning that at meetings that we don't have a quorum and you know i'm not sure if you know with the other commissioners on, that are holding seats i'm not sure if it's just their work uh or personal lives or both and you know i guess i want to know from the commission like um you know i guess the most tasteful way to go about like you know presenting this to them like hey you know it is 
pretty important. Like obviously things come up and so if you miss a meeting here or there, but uh, also, you know, if we don't have a quorum, we're not able to really put forward the things that we're working on. So uh, I part of, oh, so go ahead. No, I was just gonna say part of why I brought it up is because um, Larry, Alex, and myself could work work on this all summer, and we, you know, we have two months off, and we get to September, and we we could not have a quorum. You know, I think that's that's where where my mind is going. Like, especially with us having like the two summer months off. Like, I just want to make sure we kind of come back full force in September. It's not so much about today, but just making sure that if we do bring something to the commission, we can vote on it. Absolutely, and I I thank you, and I appreciate you bringing this up because you know it's important that we have a quorum, and it's important uh, that individuals that you know give their commitment um to another term of being a commissioner that they they follow through and of course it's not that i'm not uh empathetic and compassionate i understand uh that we're all volunteers life happens work happens um but but yeah i mean that's important and you know to your point rachel you know it's a tasteful way to address you know the other commissioners and say hey uh understand things are pretty crazy right now, but, uh, you know, we'd appreciate your, your attendance and your time. Go ahead, Kathleen. Actually, kind of um, we have um, Commissioner, I mean, um, Vice Chair Keeler's hand up. Oh, pardon me. So Kathleen and then Vice Chairman Keeler. Thanks. So I have a question about quorum because right now there are five of us here, but there are two open seats. So that means that there would be seven commissioners. So Technically, don't we have quorum, or is the way that our um, that we're set up is quorums based on a full body of ten? Hold on. Yes, your quorum is based on the whole body of your commission. So we're already shot in the foot by being we're down two, right? Tim's position. We need one. two more commissioners, correct? Okay. All right. Thank you for helping me with that. You're welcome. Thank you, Denise. So I guess that's also, you know, it's a matter of recruitment, right? It's a matter of being able to fill these seats and, um, you know, a matter of finding some individuals that are passionate, um, just as all of you are, and uh, that will that will attend the meeting. So, uh, and Larry, uh, you're also uh, recruiting as well. So your thoughts on this would be would be greatly appreciated. That's what I'm hoping that we that I can reach out again to some of these to some of the people on the, the that are on the list and get them interested and uh, hopefully fill those two seats and um, the other thing is our bylaws do tell us how to handle uh, commissioners that aren't um, cooperating correctly and maybe we can have a couple extra people to fill seats that. Uh, may become vacant, shall we say. Absolutely. I mean, you guys, it's funny because I wish we had a budget and we could just do like a city mailer. Hey, join the Commission on Disability Issues. Help your community. I think we could get a response. <laughs> but um, but oh, no. we did get some flyers out. Yeah, that's right. We did. You guys have visions. We got some good flyers out. So hopefully we get some of that this summer and you know, and the other side of it, if we got commissioners that are habitually not showing up, the problem is 
at least at the moment, we don't have enough to fill their slot. Right. Um, yeah, well, because these, again, at least if, if certain people don't. Go ahead, Larry. Don't want to be out on the commission. If certain people are not showing a uh, propensity to want to be at a lot of the meetings, technically they should be dismissed because um, they have other things to do. And if, but if they are dismissed, that would leave another opening. And that's the issue there. So we want to make sure we get enough people that if that has to happen, we can fill the vacancy. I, think I, mean, I, I sort of think it's unacceptable for some of these, I think it's unacceptable for commissioners to be a member of a commission that meets once a, you know, uh, 10 times a year and they miss seven meetings. I think we just lost Zach. Is it okay if I ask a quick question? Um, Denise, do we have, I know we don't have a budget, but do we have social media? Like, are we on Twitter? Are we on Facebook? That might be a very good way, not only to share our upcoming meetings, past meetings, highlights of meetings, that would also be a good way to uh, to recruit as well. Is that, a, do you, other commissions do that, do you know, Denise? I know of our APOC commission that we have a Twitter account um, I don't know so much as it is through the city of Ann Arbor or so much as that the commission as a whole created their own Twitter account. But I can I, certainly check with, um, you know, Lisa Wambrosh with communications and get back to you. What'd you say, um, Councilwoman Nelson? I was going to say the same thing that you just said, Denise. We have a communications department and Lisa Wandrash does take clues. Like, I mean, I... So as an example, we can get our communications department to spread specific information as a, for instance, a resident of anxiety, he had that, like, there was going to be parking at a football game at Almondinger that isn't allowed. And I, I just sort of ran it up the chain. And all of a sudden, you know, there were tweets going out the city, just reminding people not to park at Almondinger. And like, I'm thinking if we, if, if we express a concern about recruitment, there are a couple of avenues that can go through. Like we can ask that the city administrator put it in his monthly newsletter, um, we can ask the communications department to push out a link. I don't think, I don't see any problem with that. The Denise's example of ICPOC, they are trying to demonstrate some independence. And so I think their activity on social media is a little bit different than what ours would be. We can legitimately right. have yes. the city to help promote things for us. Because if, if we even we did had a little account on Facebook, you know, then commissioners could blast it out, you know, to their friends who could then blast it out to their friends. And I just... I just feel like so many people communicate in those short blurbs on social media versus signing. Like I am with you, Elizabeth, I sign up for every list I can get on and I don't always get all the information, which is frustrating. I get like Zach, most of my information from social media or, you know, MLive or something like that. So, you know, if we can target people from the way that they get information, you know, we need to come in the 21st century. That would be easier for me, too, because yeah. I don't always want to give out my personal email address or for personal phone number people necessarily. And if I if I had them on a Facebook thing, that wouldn't necessarily be my personal email address. I could message them from there. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I've, I'll be honest with you all. I was grappling with this uh, since becoming a commissioner and. 
you know, I was kind of like, man, we're not on Instagram. We're not on Facebook. We're not on Twitter. Like how the heck do really people know about us unless they're watching CTN right now, uh, which hello. Um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, those are important, but at the same token, like you said, councilwoman, you know, it would be nice if the city assisted with that. I'll be honest with you. Social media is awesome, but it's very time consuming to do on a regular basis. It, you know, if you have enough information, it pretty much becomes, in my opinion, like a second, you know, job because you're posting something every day or you're posting something every week. And, you know, quite frankly, I think individuals that are qualified so, uh, if I may say that, uh, could help us with that. So I guess, um, could, do you want me to reach out to Lisa Wandrosh and see if she'd be open, uh, to creating a Facebook page, uh, for us and then maybe possibly creating what other accounts do you guys think would be? Beneficial um, councilwoman. I don't know if you also wanted me to reach out to those other individuals to put it in their postings or newsletters, but um, up to you. Either you can do that or I can do it. You could, you know what you could do, Zach? You could send, send an, you have Lisa Wandrash. You know her, right? I mean, I, I know her. Yes, yeah, I can send an email to her as well. Yeah, because I like the things that I was thinking about, like, I mean, the, really, we want to communicate that we we're having a recruitment challenge and whatever, whatever they can do to include it in communications that the city is already sending out. I think yeah. I, I, Lisa does a pretty good job. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Denise, uh, I'll, I'll draft something and then I'll, I'll send it along uh, to you and to, to Lisa. Okay. Uh, recruitment. And to me. Yeah. And of course, Larry, I'll include yeah, you as well. Larry. Um, and, uh, but then as far as them applying, should I also put that, uh, like link to the, to our application or with the city? I don't, yeah, the city would do that. I mean, you yeah, just, add, do you don't need to yeah. chase that down. You can just ask that, say that you want, you want help in directing people to our, like the link to recruit, to apply. Okay. Okay. And, and, and like if we did a Facebook thing, if we did a Facebook page, I could respond to people and get their the feeling for who they were, and you know. Okay. Um. Yeah, I will. I will reach out and uh, you know see see what she says. Um. And and uh, yeah, Denise, Larry, you guys will be cc'd on that. Um. Did you want to be on that too, Councilwoman, or no? You can add me on it. That's fine. Okay. All right. Because you could also add, you could also add Sarah Higgins. Okay. To the extent that she is doing communications with um, Milton Dahoney, like she might be helpful. Because I don't think Lisa Wandrash is, is as closely involved with the things that Milton puts out. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I will draft that. Uh, I think this is good. I mean, we've covered really, really big points of old business, which is ADA coordinator and then also recruitment. So um, definitely important. Uh, any new business? 
new business. Okay. No new business at this time. Uh, any other communication or announcements? Okay. No communications or announcements. Um, if there isn't anything else, um, well, I guess we can adjourn. I think that, uh, you know, I'm grateful for all of you uh, and your commitment. And of course, uh, for those uh, that could not join us today um, as well. But, you know, just thank you all again for your patience and for your willingness to be on this commission. I just want all of you to know that I do appreciate your time and I do appreciate your sacrifice because it is our biggest commodity uh, is time. So I do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I'll do my best going forward, uh, again, to be a better communicator to all of you, to make sure that we continue to improve. So thank you all. I appreciate you. And thank you uh, to the city and to CTN. And uh, well, I hope you guys have a great summer because we won't see you uh, until the fall. So uh, enjoy your summer. Uh, definitely have some nice cold lemonade for me. And uh, we'll see you in September. Take care, Take care everyone. everyone. Thanks, Zach. Good night.